0: What's up, buds?
1: And as the puck drops, the
0: words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. Not a desert barrage, it's Lord Stanley, and he is coming
1: to Washington. Welcome back to Japer's Rink Radio. I'm your host, Adam Stringham, and today I'm very happy to once again be joined by Kevin Klein. How are you, Kevin? I'm
0: doing well. I'm still a fan of the Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. So, uh hang on for
1: that. <laughs> well, you know, we're actually doing a, a kind of rare regular season post-game podcast. We're recording this right after the Capitals uh, fell to the Montreal Canadiens 6-4. to four, And I'd be, uh, you know, I'd regret not asking you what, what your thoughts were on, on that uh, performance, especially the third period.
0: Yeah, it was uh, uh, a little disappointing to see the Stanley Cup champion washington capitals come out slow in this game um and then the stanley cup champion washington capitals came out a little bit slow in the second period as well and then the stanley cup champion washington capitals really blew it in the third there so uh you know i'd be if i were the defending stanley cup champion washington capitals about this early season blown lead here in montreal i mean obviously it sucks right it's a bummer um they they shot the bed there at the end of the game um there were there were things that you liked there were things that you didn't I think this really ultimately came down to um a bad goal a couple bad goals given up by hope in this one frankly I didn't like the max Domi game winning goal I didn't like the the goal that put it at three to one uh I think the the puck kind of bounced off the end boards and I don't even—Gallagher beat Holpe to the side of the net and, and poked it past him. So um, not too much to be upset about four days off. The the Caps continue to try to navigate this super weird schedule to start the season. Um, but, yeah. you know, we're still at the, at the early stage of the season where I struggle to be comfortable making inference from anything that we're really seeing. Um that's something that I'm generally more comfortable with probably, you know, towards the end of this month, the end of November. Um, obviously, you'd like to see the team put away a game that they're winning with three minutes left or so. Um, but it's an early season tough loss. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, uh, and I guess, I mean, you bring up a good point with uh, Braden Holpe. I, I think we'd we'd... Talked about it a lot last year during the regular season, how Hopey kind of went through some rough patches. Um, granted, he looked he looked pretty good, excuse me, sorry, in the playoffs, and he looked very good at the start of last season. Um, but he ended up finishing last year with a 907 regular season save percentage, and now um, I, I'm, obviously I don't know if NHL.com has updated its stats for this game, but um, as it currently stands, they're sitting. He's sitting at 888. So, um, I I don't know. Are Are you starting to get a little concerned that Braden Holpe's regular season last year was, was more than just a little anomaly or are you, I mean, are you still thinking we saw him play pretty well in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not worried. I, I think that it might be kind of indicative of what the team is. And I think that this team might be a team that relies on its high end skill and is, kind of shoddy defensively and, and they can tighten it up when they need to. Uh but it's not the way that they're gonna play most nights and um and a guy like Braden Holpe is going to kind of uh take that on the chin. So you know if the team kinda continues to look the way it has, I don't think I think the days of Braden Holpe in the in the Vesna conversation, you know, might be a fond memory. Um and then, but no, no goaltender can can get to that level uh, with the fast and loose play in front of them that, that Holtby has seen. So, um, you know, he's a he's a good goaltender. It is what it is. He you usually don't see the soft goals. I think I, I think it's fair to say that that you don't usually see the soft goals that we saw tonight from Braden Holtby. Um, and so I think. I think it may be more about in terms of the decline of Hopi's numbers. I think that the teams that we saw over the last couple of years might be a little different than what we did when, you know, he was a Vesna contender and winner for, for a few years in a row there.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I mean, the Capitals will obviously be giving up more more opportunities. Um, you know, they're really, even if it's not more quantity of, of, you know, shots against um, necessarily, the quality of the average shot against, I think, has been higher this year. So um, I think it's going to be tough to kind of assess uh, Brayden Holpe's play until we have a better idea of how the team's truly playing uh, in front of him. So uh, I guess...
0: And, I mean, you look at like a guy like Tom Wilson being out of the lineup, I, I think almost more than anyone... Tom Wilson being out of the lineup changes the composition of the lineup a lot, which doesn't necessarily impact the defensive ranks, of course, but uh, could in terms of the possession numbers and therefore the puck being in the capitals end a lot. Right. Just because always Tom Wilson has sort of been this guy who you can plug in on the top line. And you're not really sacrificing any production up there, uh, and but what is happening is that you're bumping skill down the rest of the lineup, right? And 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 that is one of Tom Wilson's biggest contributions is the ability to plug and play him on the top line without sacrificing anything, and and frankly improving the rest of the play through the rest of the lineup. So, like in terms of getting worried, you know. I need to see the team with Tom Wilson. I need to see the team with a couple months under their belt before. I'm getting worried. And and the goaltender play, you know, is as much a consequence of everything in front of it as, as you can get in the sport.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I think Tom Wilson's going to be a a real driver of, of the shot quality against um, improving, just because I I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I guess I haven't looked enough at the individual line rates, but I, I don't see moving, you know, Jacob Rana down, helping uh, kind of the team shore up its its defensive aspects, even if we say they have the puck more, uh, I think those guys play a bit more of a fast and loose game, so I think it'll be kind of interesting to see how, how the team rolls out with Tom Wilson back, but uh, I, I guess I'm just not going to weigh anything too heavily on on Tom Wilson being back in the lineup, except for maybe an improved penalty kill. Uh, and, and if he play, if he scores like he did in the playoffs, then obviously it will be. Uh, I mean, very, it's, very different.
0: It's, more, it's it's more about just the level of concern or, or reaction to this to this early season stage of the season than anything else.
1: Yeah, you know, I pulled some numbers yesterday. I before obviously again before the Montreal game. And the capitals underlying numbers are better this season than they were through October last season um and obviously, we know how last season ended up so it might be a might be good to kind of not for us and everyone else not to get too too hung up. I mean the capitals are still you know i guess their biggest issue is that they haven't been winning games consecutively right they're they're kind of win one lose one win one lose one but besides that um you know the their play still isn't 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 great, but it could be worse, and it has been worse. And good things ended up happening at the end of the year, uh, just yeah. one season ago. Yeah, uh, I think you're referring to the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup champion Washington Capitals. Uh, I mean, right. I guess I guess yeah. you're right there, and and they've
0: pretty consistently now been kind of a team where they haven't fallen into the generalized trend of the of the NHL where uh, you know for at the risk of being reductive here of, of what the statistics reflect, but generally speaking, good possession teams yield good hockey teams and, and beyond that good uh, postseason teams. And the Capitals have kind of bunked that, you know, presumably on the strength of, of incredible high end talent and uh, good goaltending. Uh, and, you know, you can, argue, I guess, good luck over the course of the regular seasons for most of of this stint. Um, But I think you've got to be at the point, at a Capitals fan, with this roster construction, which certainly resembles what we've seen in past years, um, where, where possession metrics that kind of lag behind the benchmarks isn't something that makes you worry all that much, even though it is a nice way to measure what's going on.
1: I guess, but the Capitals were a good possession team in the playoffs, right? They they played well in the postseason, so I guess maybe we could say they but, could flip a switch. Was, but
0: the whole thing with possession is that it's a an indicator of future success, and and so that didn't apply to the Capitals last year when you know when when it came to bear.
1: Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Although, weren't they a good possession team after the Michael Company acquisition last year?
0: So, so, so you say that Michael Kempney was the uh, the straw? That... I mean, I
1: mean, I mean, if you're telling me that Tom Wilson coming back is going to make a difference, I'd say yes. A so second pairing defenseman probably has a, as big an impact as Tom Wilson, I, and I don't. I I think that that's well within reason given previous statements.
0: Shouts to to Michael Kempney tonight. Um, <laughs> aside from his his goal saving sliding block was an absolute tire fire.
1: Well talking about last year on the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals so uh, (laughs) let's not forget let's 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 not lose track of what's important your disposition (laughs) let's 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 not go too crazy here um all right all in all the Capitals let's talk a little bit about how the team has kind of how the stats have not 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 the team stats the individual player stats have kind of flushed out through the first uh, 11 games now of the year. I mean, we've got Ovechkin up at 10 goals now. Um, you know, how kind of shocked are you with his production? I mean, obviously he started really hot last year, but he's coming out of the gate really hot. Um, what bes- what besides shooting percentage is the reason for his strong play?
0: Um. The reason is that he's an elite <laughs> player who continues to defy expectations, defy father time. I mean, he, he's just, he's the goat, you know? Like, at, at what point have we learned to not bet against this guy? Uh, I'm personally not surprised at all that he's got 10 goals through 11 games. Was I banking on it? No. But I've certainly learned to... to. uh to, to understand that this is well within his abilities, uh, uh, on some level, it's the result of an absolutely on fire power play. But at the same time, you know, the other side of that coin is that the power play is on fire because Ovechkin can score at any moment. Um, the other piece is that he's being centered by Evgeny Kuznetsov, who is, uh, taking the next steps since the playoffs into the elite echelon of centers in the national hockey league. Um, and uh, in these last couple of games, he's had Jakub Vrana on the line with him, which, in my opinion, has been a nice little boost for that line. Again, maybe not in the possession metrics. I know that they were kind of buried on that front tonight. But uh, the, the pass tonight from Vrana to Kuznetsov to enter the zone, which ended up with Vrana... Making a nice little backhand play To Ovechkin who buried it behind Price You know that That's probably not happening with Tom Wilson On that line so I think you're just getting A combination of Opportunism um, And Ovi being The same guy that he's always been uh, Right now Uh, You know I really I mean obviously he's not going to score 82 Goals this year which is more or less The pace that he's on Uh, But it does seem like he's not taken a step back by any means
1: so where do you expect to see him kind of wrap up the year
0: well you know if you're at 10 10 goals through 11 games um i would really like to see him take another swipe at that 50 goal mark um i know he was at seven goals through uh two two games games
1: last year yeah
0: and and he didn't hit it. But this year, you know, his start isn't as torrid as it was last year, but it seems to be sustained and a little bit more consistent. Um, and I do think that Kuznetsov is a better player this year than he was last year, and that the guy who is positioned to benefit from that the most is Alex Ovechkin. So if you told me that Ovi... Ended up with a handful more goals this year than he did last year, and won the Rocket Richard Trophy for what the like seventh time in the last eight years or something like that. Like, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and and of course, as a Caps fan, that's what I'm rooting for, and I don't want to say that that's an expectation because it's a extremely high bar, but um, I fully expect for that to be in the conversation and in my very immediate rooting interests come, you know, February and March.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely have to agree with that. So it, it'd be great to see Ovi kind of get back to that 50-goal plateau, right? I mean, he could have gotten there last year if it wasn't for uh, New Jersey being the one team in the NHL to not pull their goalie when they're down by two goals these days. I feel like everyone does it, but New Jersey decided not to uh, in that 80-second game last year to keep Ovechkin from getting... To 50, and even still, he got really close. I believe he, he did end up with two goals in that game, so uh, and he needed a third.
0: And wasn't uh, it that uh, he score a hat trick the year before and against St. Louis in the 82nd game or something to hit 50?
1: Something crazy like that, but yeah. or he knew maybe he got three goals in the last two games. But um, I, I don't really want us to, to rehash Andre Burkowski's struggles again, so what I'm gonna let you steer us to the next player you want to talk about.
0: Let's talk about Dimitri Yaskin. okay, I mean, I mean, <laughs> okay. you laugh have have you not seen this this beacon of of raw talent shining on the fourth line the same way that I have
1: like what are people not not just people but like what did the cap see in this guy like I, I just I, I just don't see it I mean he's he's a warm body that's like what I got on, on, on they I, I really
0: disagree Really? I think he's, yeah, I think he's been creating on the ice a lot, and I think that the impact he's had has been uh, weighted down a lot by his line mates, Nick Dowd and uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly. I mean, just tonight he had the great zone entry where he he fought off the the, the checking attempts along the boards from two different. Uh, Canadians players and then he got the puck In the center of the ice to, to Smith-Pelly Who fired a wrister off of uh, uh, Carey Price's mask uh, Later in the game uh, He was He had the puck on a string for for Quite a long time uh, The puck ended up on Nick Dowd's stick And he uh, Pulled it to the backhand and, and Tucked it into the post instead of into the net And You know I haven't looked at the stats for this guy but my eye test is telling me that he's creating a lot on the ice. Uh, he's a massive physical presence. I frankly want to see him get a little bit of time with some guys who are maybe a little bit more skilled than than his current guys. I mean, I don't think he's a game breaker by any means, but he seems to belong out there on the ice didn't, to me. Didn't
1: they give him like a couple, like a, a game on the first line not that long ago? I thought I thought they did. Uh, I thought they put him there before Verona got the shot. Um and, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with
0: in the game. I'm, I missed that one.
1: I'm fine with him being in the lineup, but, but you know, I, I I guess, I guess you're right. His line mates kind of have been a bit more of a problem. I, I I would like to see Nathan Walker get a sweater more often.
0: Um, yeah, I, it's not a bad problem to have. They they've got they've got guys who are absolutely competent and who are in very different molds of players yeah. uh, sort of in their, in their depth. And you gotta like that as a, as a coach, right? You're, you're probably playing the matchups. Um, you're probably thinking about the styles of the teams who are, who are coming to town or, or who you're going to visit. And, and I, the, there couldn't be more polar opposites than, than Yaskin and Walker. So I think that's, that's an, a really nice benefit that the Todd Reardon has at his disposal. Um, but I think Gaskin, you know, he's he's got like a Tom Wilson size and physicality, but he seems to have a little bit more in terms of puck skill. And But, you know, it sounds like that sort of analysis really surprised you, so uh, we might be coming from different places here. And I, think, I don't think he's got a goal or anything, so the stats would defend the notion that he doesn't.
1: He's got one assist in... Um... It was one assist in seven games, so I guess it's gonna be one assist in eight games now. So unless he got a point tonight that I missed.
0: Yeah, so he's about he's about Burakovsky skill level.
1: Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> Hold it there, Tiger. Let's not I don't want to talk about Verkovsky anymore. We we've, we've he he's Best if we don't speak about him, right? We just have to let him go out and either make himself a valuable trade piece or make it so he gets paid nine hundred thousand dollars a year next year. Uh, terms... e- e- either way, it's, it's fine for us as fans, I think. Um, well, Kevin, it sounds like you you you're still in like great spirits. The Stanley was, Cup was champion, good. Washington Capitals.
0: If if you're going to let your spirits be oh, dampened, my spirits are
1: my spirits are fine.
0: Not you. I'm speaking to the royal you. The if, royal, if, okay. All
1: right. Yeah. If your if your spirits
0: are dampened, eleven October hockey games after the Stanley Cup championship, then maybe sports fandom isn't for you.
1: Oh, I mean, are you judging you, people's fandom? I'm not
0: judging people's fandom. <laughs> I'm judging people's neurological processes, which is way worse. <laughs> way but, way worse. All right. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Of course, I'm I'm not upset. I mean, yeah, it was it was disappointing to watch them blow the game tonight, but you know, I'm looking up at my uh, picture of Braden Holtby making the save right now above my desk, and I, I just couldn't possibly have higher spirits about the Caps right now. You know, <laughs> this, this is going to last for a little while longer. I think, I mean, I think it, when, we'll get a little bit deeper into the season. And the sample size is going to mature, and we're going to be able to to be a little bit more serious about the inference that we make, um, and and the prospects of the team. But for right now, it just sort of seems like an extended preseason after the magical run. And you know, that's that's simply where I am.
1: Yeah, no, that's really fair. And I think, you know, I, I'm still. Do I like what I'm seeing on the ice? No. Do I care that much? No. And that that's because the Caps won last year. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's everything that our audience wants to hear. They might want to hear us kind of get a bit deeper and dive into um, this season. And that's something I think we'll, we'll endeavor to do more as the season progresses. But right now, I think everyone's just continue to enjoy the win. And uh, I don't really have a lot else to add. Uh, do you?
0: Yeah, no. The only thing I, I think is that I believe that their schedule gets a little bit more normalized yeah. now they sort of fall into some of the the patterns we're used to seeing uh, from the NFL season. Um, You know, you either have like a a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday pattern or a Monday, Wednesday, Friday pattern until it gets broken by a travel day. And, you know, I don't underestimate the role that that plays in the on ice product or anything like that. So, um, you know, I'd say in in a month and a half or so, 45 days or so, we're going to have a much much better idea about what this team is right now. I still think we're just, we're taking samples from an unreliable source.
1: Sounds good to me. All right. uh, On behalf of myself and Kevin Klein, thank you for listening to this episode of Jabers Rink Radio. As always, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and we look forward to uh, talking to you guys again. Thanks.